0: Hey Tim, how's it going?
1: Hey David, I'm dragging ass this morning. I'm not going to lie, I woke up this morning feeling like I got smothered by my CPAP machine and i am just got my monster uh, energy, i got my uh, Nicorette here, I'm trying to overcome this. Sponsorship pending. Sponsorship pending, monster.
0: It's funny you start with that, I was literally debating whether or not I'd call you out on looking like that at the start (laughs) and then you did it for me so I appreciate that took out of my hands
1: we're live now so i'm trying to rise to the occasion baby
0: yeah so let's just get right into it we're going to talk about this guy that was killed in georgia fill me in
1: all right so uh for all you for our audience here uh you'll be familiar with the ahmed arbery case i'm going to try to fill david in here because he doesn't watch the news apparently he doesn't know what's going on out there in the world he's lost in his own thought bubbles um but I thought it would be an interesting thing to talk about because um, the, there's a, it, you know, the, the moral case here, the ethics of this are what's interesting and what, how we ought to think about this, right? And to be honest with you right now, I'm undecided about, about this whole situation. Um, I don't have all the facts. I don't have all the details, uh, but uh, I'll, I'll go through the details as I know them. And we can talk about what kind of facts or details we would need to have to get a clear kind of moral judgment here on this. And again, folks, we're not talking about legal judgments or law that the law, whether it's legal or not, doesn't interest me. And I don't think it interests David. It's to me, it's whether it's moral or not laws should follow morality, but most of the time they, they, they don't, they, they aren't moral from my, so I don't know and, or really care whether this was legal or not. I want to find out what the ethics are and what questions we would need to do to clear the ethics. Clear up the ethics maybe what questions if we had a proper legal system that that was ethical uh, what what information would we need to know to make a clear ruling on this case so let me take you through uh, the the thing as I know it now now this case first came to light um, I saw a video I think TMZ released it and it showed what looked at first blush to be a pretty egregious uh, killing of this black dude and we have two big old boys Uh, big white boys, um, you know, that, that are like stereotypical. They have the stereotypical redneck kind of look, let's say just big corn fed boys, you know, 250 plus pounds each uh, with shotguns, right? Just brandishing or holding shotguns. And uh, one's in the back of a pickup truck, one's uh, in front of the pickup truck. And they, there's this uh, young black guy running down the road, towards this pickup truck and he's being followed by uh, presumably one of these two guys, friends or whatever, who's following this guy and filming uh, what's about to occur. And so uh, you see Ahmed run towards this pickup truck and he's kind of confused by what's going on. or He looks like he doesn't know what to do. Like he kind of goes to the left and then he kind of looks around and then he decides to jog around them on the right. And it looks like these guys are yelling at him or telling him to stop or something like that. And as he gets to the front of the truck and sees uh, the white dude in the, at the front of the truck holding the shotgun, he suddenly charges at the guy and start and grabs the shotgun. And there's a struggle and some yelling. And um, he gets shot and twice and killed. And his first, uh, according to the coroner reports, his first wound is through the hand. So it, it would follow, you know, based on the video, it looks like he was shot. um, He was only shot at once he started struggling for the gun that this guy was holding. Mm. So this is, this is the video. It's pretty shocking. It's pretty sad. It's pretty disturbing. You know, on the one hand uh, you can understand why the guy would shoot because, you know, once you start struggling with uh, a guy with a gun, um, you know, it's, it's, reasonable to assume that that gun can be used against you. And so you Mm -hmm. better defend yourself. But by the same token, these guys seem to instigate that, uh, interaction by first of all, holding guns, maybe trying to get in his way at least and stop him. Um, and, and so did he have a right to defend himself from these guns? And if he did have a right to defend himself, then, um, and do what he did, then it's murder. If he didn't, then it isn't, I, as far as I can tell. Uh, I've got more details, but I want right. to know what your thoughts are just based on what I've said so far.
0: Yeah, so my my brain perked up at the last bit because I don't know if I agree with that stark contrast, but I'll just run you through my thought process at the moment. And for the listeners and viewers, the reason Tim is outlining it, one is so I make sure we make sure we're on the same page about what happened, but also I don't particularly, you know, know if I want to start my day by watching a video like this or if I care to watch a video like this anyways. And Tim and I will talk about the news in another episode generally. But, okay, so, yeah, I think there's a couple key things that we need to look at, right? A couple key factors. For me, the, like, you know, working backward, if you have a gun and someone tries to grab it, you can defend yourself, right? That's it. Like, that's pretty clear cut to me. Right. So the, as soon as, uh, this guy, what's his name? Ahmed. As soon Uh, as
1: Ahmed Arbery. Yeah.
0: As soon as Ahmed tries to grab the gun, it's self-defense. Right. So I think the, uh, yeah, I think it's just to defend yourself. Right. Um, and I, you know, I'd have to see the details. Let let me put it. I'll work backward. Right. Okay. Uh, Okay. To, you know, how they even got to that situation. Right. But as soon as that happens, and you know it would depend really on what the second shot that killed him was. Is he already kind of um, you know not a threat, and he's on his knees, and it's like an execution, or is like are both shots no. essentially in the
1: struggle? Both shots are in the struggle. From what okay,
0: so from from you know my perspective, then that is self defense, right? And now working yeah. backwards, we get well, how do we even get to a situation where there's a guy with a gun? you know, implicitly threatening Ahmed, right? Because that's, right. that's you know, what, it's, what it is, right? There's a big guy with a gun standing, blocking your way. Um, and there's a few things to think about. So first of all, if I was in that situation and there was a big guy with a gun blocking my way, I would not try and take the gun from him. I would not lunge at yeah. him. I would not run away. I would probably put my hands up and lie on the ground right? Because I would try and talk to this person and understand why he has a gun, because that's a threatening situation. And that's the only possible way to to get away from that situation, right? And so I don't want people to think, oh, like, you don't know how it feels in that situation. You feel threatened. It's hard to make these decisions. Yeah, that's possible, right? Um, one thing that- Well, well did- there are
1: there are three reactions. There's fight, flight, or freeze, right? And right. Arbery- uh, Went no, for but the those fight, are you no, might go but, for the freeze.
0: No, but I'm not saying I would go for the freeze without thought, right? I would right, say, okay, gotcha. I would actually like those are the three automatic reactions you can have. I'm saying people need to think about the situation they're in and choose, right? So I would sure, freeze, sure. I would rationally decide this is the best thing for me. I don't want to die. Um, yeah. and there's some guy with a gun and I don't know what he's doing or what he intends to do. Um, because if if he has a malicious intent to murder me, it doesn't matter what I do. Right. Right. Um, So, um, but then there's two things we have to talk about. How did we even get to the situation where there's a guy with a gun in my way or in Ahmed's way? And two, what did I do? Am I actually guilty? Is Ahmed actually guilty? Which it's interesting. You didn't mention that at all. You didn't say if he had actually committed a crime, you said they're trying to make a citizen's arrest, but, I think it is important. That's what
1: they claimed at one time. I'm not sure if that's true or not, or whether they claimed it or not. Right. Um, But I remember when it first came out, uh, it was kind of framed as these guys were trying to make a citizens' arrest.
0: Right. And so, I mean, I think a lot of people will use this as a way to, as always, bring in the gun debate as such, because well, if there were just no guns at all, obviously this situation wouldn't happen, right? Um, And so there, you know, we can take that path uh, if we if we want. But what what it really comes down to is just a decision of whether or not these people, these two gentlemen were in the right to attempt to make a citizen's arrest. But I don't even know then if they're not in the right to make a citizen's arrest. I don't even know how much that then makes them culpable for murder versus manslaughter versus it was self-defense because whether or not they were in the right, their life was then threatened. Right. So, um, and, and I mean, but that's where, that's where the line becomes very complicated because were they technically threatening Ahmed's life and was Ahmed acting in self-defense? I would argue lunging at someone with a gun is not self-defense, but that, I mean, that's a very difficult, uh, thing to tease out and understand but it really comes down to according to the law were they may like are they allowed to make a citizen's arrest and because that's an interesting thing well let's
1: let's leave the law aside and say what is it permissible just to arrest someone okay because we assume that government and the police get their their rights from us and so whatever rights they have we also have and so if they have the right to arrest someone or detain someone, then we must have that right as well. So when do well, we so have the right, when does someone have the right to do that?
0: So there's two things there. One, yes, we have to figure out uh, if there was, you know, a right to arrest Ahmed generally, right? Which is, we need more information about did he commit a crime or not? Why was he running? Right. Um, and, but number two, you know, objectivism would actually disagree. And I think I disagree with that premise. The whole, in the objectivist view of government, the whole idea is that we uh, we abstract force out of the citizenship, right? That is the point of government. So
1: right, like- the, but, but in objectivism, isn't it true that we say government gets its rights from delegated from citizens? So right, a government but it's an can't agree- have a right that a citizen can't. Right, right,
0: but- but the society agrees to offload those rights in total to government so that we don't get mm. this situation, right? So that there are objective rules in place yeah. and that everyone agrees to. This is a right. crime. This is the, like, that's I, the
1: whole I, point. I, 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 um, I think so- there's a good, uh, sorry, I want to interrupt for a sec. I, I think there's a good practical argument here, but I don't think there's a good principled one here. You know, I, I right. agree we're, with you. I think that this is a, a exact reason why you want to leave, use of force to professionals. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't think you can say from that, that citizens don't have a right to use force defensively or even retaliatorily. Right. Well, this is,
0: we're not, we shouldn't get into it because this is where we fundamentally disagree on what is the principle? Is there a principle? Right. And so I just wanted to highlight that. Um, But the whole idea is then, okay, did these people have a right and it's harder when we let it up, when we leave it up to their individual judgment versus, you know, some sort of, you know, rule book or laws that police should follow. Right. So right. these two gentlemen sure. thought, you know, okay, we have a right to arrest this guy and it's, then we have to tease out, well, do they actually, um, yes. And I don't know in Georgia yeah. or generally, um, if, you know, citizens have the same rights as police or not. But fundamentally, it comes down to uh, did this guy, Ahmed, break a law? Like, why was right. he – why were they allegedly trying to create a citizen's arrest?
1: Right. So, so my and, understanding is that in, in Georgia, under the law, you are allowed to make a, a citizen's arrest if you witness a felony or something like that. Right. right. Um, so, for example – do, someone yeah. shoplifts from a store and, you, you know, the store you security him, notices yeah. it, when they leave the store, you can grab them and detain them till the police get there. Right. That, that would be, you know, what I would think is a justifiable reason to detain someone or, or place them under citizen's arrest. That's right. That's what it is.
0: And so this is where it's interesting is like, is there any claims as to what Ahmed's alleged crime was? Right.
1: Well, okay, so let's let's talk about how this was framed in the media, first of all, because I think that's interesting. And that's the real story here is that this is just another case of race baiting. Like if Ahmed had been white, uh, this wouldn't be in the news at all, right? Um, right. It, it, it's the news. It, it was portrayed as uh, white guys hunt down and kill this black kid jogging for jogging right? That That's how this was framed. And it's like, holy crap, what are these boys doing, right? And you're right. immediately enraged by how this is, like, like this is an egregious injustice, right? And then you look into the detail. And then, of course, it shows Ahmed wearing this tuxedo and a nice, like, looking super respectable. And these two, the picture they have of these two good old <laughs> boys, this is kind of like rednecky. y right. Now, let me get into some of the other details that shed some that, that make this muddier than that at first blush the news w- would want us to say that this is just simply a bunch of redneck racists hunting down and killing a black right. man, right? Ra- you know, just classic race baiting, right? So now it turns out that um, that this was a father and t- son duo. Now the father, I can't remember his name, Mister McLean, or uh, I can't remember what his name is. He was a um, he was an investigator, an ex cop with the DA's office, a retired cop, okay? Mm. And apparently he had actually invested Ahmed Arbery in the past. So Arbery had been charged in the past with, I think, shoplifting and also with uh, with taking a gun to his high school basketball game or something like that. Yeah. So he had been under investigation, and presumably this cop had, had interviewed him in the past. Um, now, from what I understand, Arbery was – jogging, um, something like 10 miles away from where he lived. Uh, so quite, quite a long ways away from Mm -hmm. where he lived. Uh, it didn't look like there was any, any bus routes in that area. So he went out of his way to go there. Um, now the, 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 neighbor of the McLean's have, has had a house under construction for a while it's taken him forever to finish this house and he'd been having issues with trespassers going in breaking into the house and kind of rummaging through construction materials and different things this had mm-hmm. happened a number of times nothing was ever taken because I guess there's nothing there to take but yet he was concerned about security could someone light a fire there could you know who who knows what's going to happen mm-hmm. uh so he's he you know, he didn't live in the area. The owner of that home didn't live in the area. So it looks like he asked the McLeans to kind of keep an eye on the place. He installed security cameras in that place. Um, Ahmed, apparently, according to the security video, spent four minutes in this house, uh, trespassing, looking around, um, looking at things, and and then left. Uh, what we... we understand is that uh there was a nine one one call placed by this mclean character uh when he saw ahmed there he's quite excited that okay you need to come here you get this guy this is like been going on for a while or whatever Mm -hmm. um and then as soon as arbery saw him on his phone and the, the guy yelled at him to stop and said police are on their way kind of thing arbery took off running right so these guys gave chase and um and then what resulted res- resulted i guess so now the, the 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 argument um that they'll make is like they they weren't forcibly trying to stop him that they were asking him to stop uh that they, they were driving alongside him initially telling him asking him to stop but he took kept running and they went ahead of them tried to get ahead of him and s- stop him i guess Mm -hmm. by using their words it's unclear so the question to me is first of all did they have did they have a right to force him to stop okay and then then the next question after that is did they actually is what they did would that be considered force to try to stop him like it they didn't point the guns at him at any point from what i could see in the video Mm -hmm. um they they did put the truck you know in the middle of the road that he was running down Mm -hmm. and it was stopped and they were standing there asking him to stop telling him to stop, but he just kind of ran around them. And uh, it's not clear that they were trying to grab him or anything like that as he was running around them. But then he suddenly charged at the guy. So, right. Uh, so, you know, if, if I'm Arbery's lawyer, I'm going to be arguing that by, by blocking, having the truck there and using and holding guns, you know, they, they were brandishing them openly, which is also legal. Uh, they weren't pointing it, pointing them, but you could, you could make an argument that they were that, that, that Arbury. It was reasonable for Arbury to assume they were using force to try to stop him. At that point, does Arbury have a right to make a citizen's arrest on them because they're committing a, a felony for an illegal uh, <laughs> citizen's arrest or something no, so like I that? So I think
0: that. Uh, so I'll just be blunt with my you know current thoughts on it. Um, He committed a crime, and they seemed to, from what you're telling me at least, have a long time of not shooting him, of not actually initiating force against him until he jumped them, right? And so, like, the stereotype from when there was lots of these videos in the news was, you know, black man running away shot in the back, right? Or black man, like, like, very much without any sort of direct confrontation, just being shot. Right. And so they had many opportunities to do that. Right. Um, And didn't. And so the fundamental question is, were they in their right to try and stop someone who was trespassing? And, you know, I would argue in, in any sense, yes. In an anarcho capitalist society, this is a friend of theirs who asked them to help protect his property. Someone trespassed. They have a right to, uh, you know, have justice against this person or try for justice. And if someone's fleeing, then they're fleeing justice. Um, and in, you know, apparently in Georgia, it's okay for a citizen to make the arrest while the cops are uh, on their way, right? right? So, and you know, f- uh, from Ahmed's perspective, I committed a crime. Holy shit! I need to get away. And at some point, he then thinks. Maybe that they're going to shoot me and he jumps them. Um, You know, so obviously I think that's a a, a misjudgment and unfortunately it cost him his life. But I also think there was, they had many opportunities to shoot him prior to that point. So I don't know why at that point he decided, oh no, now my life is really at risk. And so the question comes down to the fundamental principle of whether or not, uh, you know, legal legality is involved. When does someone have a right to imply force to enforce what is right? Right. Cause that's what they're doing. They're saying, look, you did something that's wrong and I have a gun. We're going to deal with this. And so is that a threat of force? Is that acceptable? But that is kind of the fundamental basis of any security, any force use at all Um, And so, right, this is very much, you know, on the line of figuring out what is acceptable writ large and not.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, I I kind of agree with you here. I, I think there's no real sympathetic characters here, right? Like Arbery, you know, he was obviously a troubled person. I, I think his brother had, was is essentially a career criminal. So this guy comes from the wrong side of the tracks, was born into a the wrong environment, the wrong family, and has uh, you know predictably kind of seems to to be up to to no good, and has a has yeah. a criminal.
0: One thing record, I want right? to just note and jump in on that though is that the mainstream culture seems to basically treat people like that deterministically. Oh, he couldn't help it. And it's no, we just talked about justice recently. Justice is a recognition that people make choices. Like no matter how bad someone's upbringing, they do not have to rob blah, blah, blah. Not that Ahmed was a, you know, a a robber, but just highlight that.
1: Yeah. I mean, he, he trespassed. He was in the wrong place. He on property, he shouldn't have been. Um, Mm And, and, you know, the people that are on Arbery's, side say well that's not an executionable offense or whatever you don't get right exactly that yeah does that's exact, yeah but of course he wasn't he wasn't shot for that he was shot for struggling with trying to de- disarm a guy yeah. um and, and so the question to me is whether those armed guys had the right to try and stop him or not and it it, it seems like maybe they did but here's what i would add to that Th- these guys yeah. should not have no business um, <laughs> being in the, in the, in the force business. All right. Because they should have been able to take this guy, stop him non-lethally. They, they should have been able to, you know, right, but this is, the, the, I, yeah. I'm, I'm coming down on your side here, David, when it comes to why we would prefer police deal with these matters rather than c- citizens, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're trained in the use of force and escalating it. And before they result, go to lethal measures they use non-lethal things like tasers or they just swarm the guy with multiple cops. I mean, they, he did this. They had the guy on camera. Okay. They could have captured him at any time. They could have gathered their they could have resources just together, come up with a plan. The they, they, exactly. They could have just followed him, but instead they, these guys decided they were going to be heroes and jump in there and they're, they're fat and they're slow and they're dumb and right. they, they forced a situation that didn't need to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, if, if I were thinking in terms of a, a, an anarcho capitalist society, I would say, or even a libertarian society, I would say, yes, you have the right to make a citizen's arrest as a, as a person. Like we all have the right to make an arrest when we witness a crime or a felony. Mm-hmm. But when we, we go down that path, we better make, we, we better own all the responsibility and liability that comes with taking that on and doing that, right? So yeah. it, it's one thing to use protective force in the m- moment and say, no, you won't come on this property. I'm going to stop you. A struggle ensues, guy gets shot. That's different than hunting or, or chasing a guy down after he's no longer trespassing. The threat is over. The crime is over. Now we're retaliating, okay? Now we're chasing the guy down but that's, and trying to stop him. Right. I think you have the right to do that, but I think now you've crossed into over a line where – You need to be you are now taking on a responsibility like the threat, the the immediate threat is long gone. So this isn't protective force anymore. Now it's retaliatory force. Now now we're trying to get justice here. No, see,
0: this is where I think I disagree because the initial threat or crime, let's say, had ended. But then Ahmed initiated a new one by trying to grab the gun. So let's just pretend these guys are in an open carry in uh, an open carry state. And someone tries to grab their gun, right? Yeah. That's a crime. That's potentially a life-threatening crime. Uh, and they are defending themselves. And in the struggle, the guy gets shot,
1: right? Right. So, but, but like when you when you are initiating or when you're using retaliatory force against someone, you have to expect that they're going to try to defend themselves from you. And that's why you have to be prepared that they're going to use you grab your gun. These guys were not prepared for that. They didn't have. Um, it didn't look like they had any plan or any sense of what to do uh, to stop this guy, right? And, and you know, from my perspective, I don't think they're guilty of murder. I don't. Uh, certainly, they're not guilty of premeditated first-degree murder. I don't mm. think they're guilty of racism. I don't think they were chasing them down because they're black. I suspect that this would be a dead white dude if, if the exact same things happened. Uh, they'd chase a white dude down there. They were just tired of, of this home being broken into and, and whatever. Yeah. And, and, but I do think, and I don't even think they're probably guilty of manslaughter. Uh, you know, like you said, Arbery uh, grabbed the gun. You know, they had a right to try to stop him probably for this trespassing ethically. I don't know about legally. Um, yeah. But, but then I do think that they have some responsibility here uh, for his death uh, because this could have been done a, a whole lot of oh. ways. There was no damages to this mm-hmm. property. Like the, He was, wasn't being a threat to anyone, uh, immediately. And they didn't use force very, very well. They, they were terrible at it. They were probably negligent in how they did, they did it. And so, uh, I think there's probably, uh, probably a, a wrongful death suit here, um, for the family. Uh, I would say they have a pretty good case, but
0: like in civil court.
1: Well, yeah, in, in what I would call a just society, I think that if, if you are using force and you're not good at it and people die as a result uh, of, you know, it, it, especially if there are other people more competent at using force that could be used to arrest this guy, and you go ahead and muck it up and, and mm-hmm. a guy dies because of your incompetence, I think there's some liability there, I I, I would think, anyways.
0: Right, and so that – I, I- I've not thought of it in that frame, but I think I agree. So where I was about to go uh, in my thinking was two different places. One, like, you know, the the hybrid case, let's call it, was if there was like a literal hired security guard, right, that had the right to use lethal force and this happened with him, then everything would be fine, right? Like this would be a much more open and shut case. He's hired to protect this property. Someone, uh, you know, Someone breaks into the property, he tries to restrain them, they try and keep running. His job is to catch this criminal, and they try and get his gun, and the person is killed, right? If, if it's a hired security guard, I think this flows a lot more linearly and is acceptable in my current thinking. Well,
1: also, a hired security guard or a police officer, someone who's trained in and capable, let's say, of using force, uh, would be this guy wouldn't have been it may shot. Have- I mean, right. they, they would have been and, able to take him down. His gun, they would have had holstered weapons, right? And yeah. they they would have maybe tried to tackle the guy or tase him or do something to bring right. him down, and then use physical like elbow grease to, to get some cuffs on him and right. get him down. These guys didn't have any of those tools. Uh, all they had was was these their gun. They should have called someone with the right tools to get the job done, right? And the and right so, training to get the job done, and so and the, the, other, and the right physical attributes to get the job done. I mean, these and, guys were.
0: Yeah. And so the other thing that comes to mind is in line with what you said is, you know, they morally have to know they killed this guy. Right. Um, And, you know, then, then the, you know, justice demands, what is the requisite punishment? And, you know, in terms of what I understand, in terms of how I think of it, like, they got caught up doing fundamentally the right thing in the wrong way right Well, okay that's
1: sorry I'll, i'll let you go but i think there's another point here that that would be interesting
0: okay but yeah so you know this all follows like yes they like step one happened they reacted to step one step two happened they reacted to step two and then step three happened and And that was a threat to their life and they defended themselves. Right. And so the question is, should they have gotten from step one to step three by trying to block him? And so maybe not, but that isn't punishment. That's not the equivalent of murder. That's not the equivalent of manslaughter. They defended themselves when this guy died. So the question is, should they have followed him? And the answer as far as I understand is they had the right to do that to protect the property and try and make sure this guy got caught right okay. uh so you know maybe they shouldn't have brandished their weapons or whatever um and that's it and i don't think that is punishable to the degree a murder or a manslaughter is so i think you know criminally maybe that i don't know how the legalese works and how that would happen but i wouldn't say i think what you outlined is maybe there's some case for uh you know the, if you can look at the entire situation, I think they're criminally not liable, but that you could say, no, they handled this badly and, you know, need to be charged accordingly. But yeah. I think it's well, a well, the situation. The, if yeah, I had to the, say the, yes or no, the answer is no, they're fine.
1: Yeah. The, the, the other thing that, uh, is, interesting to talk about here is under Georgia law, from what I understand, um, it, you're allowed to make a citizen's arrest when you witness a felony, okay? Trespassing isn't a felony. right? Um, it's a like a misdemeanor or something like that. Mm. So it's not clear whether they had the right to make a citizen's arrest legally here. And my question is, do you think that there ought to be a distinction here in terms of when we use retaliatory force um, between someone who doesn't harm anything. Like there's no damages here per se. Like he didn't break anything. He just walked into a place where he shouldn't have been looked around for a bit and left. Okay. So, mm. so no harm was done to property. Let's say he was mm. just somewhere where he shouldn't have been. We wouldn't like that. I mean um, so, so given that uh, do you think that there should be a distinction about when it's permissible to chase someone down and use, as much force as necessary to detain them.
0: Well, I think that's gets to the fundamental nature of how you want to structure the society. Cause you can make the very argument that they had no, they shouldn't have chased him down. Right. You know, the, the whole point is that, you know, right now, something's at risk. Then he runs away. It's no longer at risk. And you've called the police and it's the police's job to do that. Right. And it's like, okay, if someone literally breaks into my house while I'm home, and then runs away, do I chase them for 20 minutes, 40 minutes? No, I call the police and I try and, and I believe the police will catch them, right? Yeah. And so that is very much about, and so you, through that lens, you could argue, no, these guys shouldn't have followed him at all. They called the police and at most they should have trailed behind him to make sure he got caught. But it's the police's job to find this guy once no nothing is actively at risk, right? Yeah. Um, And so I don't know the answer to that. I think, um, I mean, yeah, in terms of retaliatory force, the whole idea in my mind is that, no, that all of retaliatory force is offloaded to the government, right? Because we want to make sure the proper retaliatory force is, like a just retaliatory force is initiated. And, you know, I can't make that decision in my head based and have it be objectively right. Right. Um, but that's
1: a practical point not an ethical point, right? Um
0: no, I think that's an ethical point. No, right,
1: I don't this think is so. this
0: is where I mean this will go down to the rabbit hole of what is the ethics of government and why that's ethically right. and principally right and I'm not well
1: But like, here's I'm, the thing uh, yeah, yeah I, I guess I I don't I don't think you're you're in line with most objectivists here because I think most objectivists would say, uh, you know, I, I watch Jan Helfeld and listen to Ayn Rand and, you know, they ask the question, what, what rights does government have that you don't have? Right. And where did they get those rights? And, and so if they have the right to use retaliatory force and chase someone down, then obviously you must have the right to do that. Now you wouldn't want to use exercise that right because, like you say, it's not practical. Like you, no, you and I not, aren't no, trained in so the use of force. I,
0: honestly, there's no point in this episode to go down this rabbit okay, hole okay. because it's getting away from the actual point of why listeners tuned in, right? <laughs>
1: right.
0: To this episode. But Fair I mean, enough, fair enough. Um, okay so, we'll leave
1: it we, we've talked about this before
0: yeah so and we can talk I about I it again lost, but, <laughs> um, but yeah so like it's tough and I mean in this entire discussion we've not been explicitly or even very like even mildly sympathetic to Ahmed but like I am sympathetic this guy shouldn't have died right but yeah. some like but he shouldn't have been in a situation like this and so you can't, when you're, whenever you engage in irrational and criminal behavior, there is risk, right? And so, yeah, it, it the, the damage to him outweighed the damage he created, but that is a risk when you go into this situation, right? You could rob them all and end up getting shot, right? Because it, it and so I am sympathetic. He should not have yeah. died, but that doesn't mean that these guys are like, raving criminals who deserve to be thrown in jail right when you do something irrational and when you engage in wrong behavior you might meet some bozo who's trying to do the right thing and something bad happens right um so i do obviously this is a terrible situation but uh you know i don't see any way to put the majority on of the blame on anyone other than ahmed
1: yeah. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. Um, okay. I've, I've been in situations where like when I was building my house, for example, um, years ago, uh, I was very interested to see how other homes were constructed, what they were doing. And sometimes I would trespass, okay. On a construction site and I'd go in there and I, I want to see how they framed certain joists or ran wire, how, wiring, you know, like I, I was looking around, I was doing essentially what Ahmed did here. Uh now if if a couple of guys yelled at me and said, We just called nine one one, I might be tempted to sprint out of there and see if I could get away because look, I don't wanna have to explain myself. I was just here, like I you know, I don't I don't want a huge rigmarole. If I could just duck out and never be seen, uh I might do that. And then if these guys start chasing me with guns, I, I might get start getting scared. I might be getting scared for my life because this is like fucking weird right that guys are are now following me with guns now they're trying to block my way with guns yeah rationally I I might say okay guys I give up like let's talk about this please don't shoot me uh but if I was scared enough and that adrenaline rush was there I might do something stupid like Ahmed and get myself killed
0: right but so I I think I, I
1: deserve a bit of sympathy here in that situation don't you why th-
0: I'm, yeah, maybe a little bit, but right off the start, you were wrong in your initial reaction. You're doing something improper and then you get caught. Justice says you should deal with the ramifications. I wouldn't want to seem right. like I was. And if you run, then it's just the implication is that you were doing something worse than you were actually doing. And you can you can make yes. your argument. You can yep. say, this is what I was doing and deal with the ramifications. You did something and you justice says you should pay for what you did you trespass, maybe they fine you. And that was the risk you took upon. And and the more you try and evade that, the worse the risk compounds and the price compounds. And that's the fundamental like truth of reality is the more yeah. you try and evade justice, the worse it gets. And so I would if I was trespassing and I've gotten caught by cops before doing like random stuff and you just deal with it, right? And and yeah. You have to accept when, I mean, there's uh, there's some quote that's not directly applicable, but I think of it as well. It's like some da- someone's dad was a criminal and he said, this is the contract I have with society. I do what I do and every few years I go to jail, right? And he accepted right. that as his his contract with society. So that's obviously a bad and extreme case. But on a yep. micro level, when I do, you know, when I used to do as like a you know, a dumb youth, Now I'm so old and enlightened, but when I was a dumb youth and I do mildly illegal things, I deal with it. If I got caught jaywalking and I got a ticket, I'd go deal with it or whatever. Right. Um, and that's just the fact of the matter.
1: Right. Yeah. So uh, I, I think, I think I agree with that. I was trying to make a devil's advocate case here. Um, I think you you soundly handled it. Uh, now, it, for for me, it'll be interesting to see how this case. You know, it'll be interesting to see all the facts come to light and see mm-hmm. what how the courts deal with this, and you know whether you know I suspect what will come into play is whether they had a right to chase him down or not, and and try to right. stop him, and uh, you know because if they didn't have that right, then obviously they initiated force that they shouldn't have, and and Ahmed had the right to defend himself, uh, but but. Based on what we know so far, it doesn't seem like that's the case. It seems like maybe they had a right to stop them, but maybe they didn't legally, you know, they, they, it, because I think in, in Georgia, it, it has to be a felony and therefore they might be legally in the wrong. And this might be a case of manslaughter if that's the case.
0: Right. And it's also interesting, like, I don't know the moral or legal implications of like, are there degrees of initiation of force? Right. If I punch you, does that give you the right to shoot me? Right. So even if right. they, uh, you know, and you
1: if I punch you and run away, let's say that would be a more apt description. Like I'm running right. away. You're no longer in danger. Do you have a right to make a citizen's arrest? And in the process of no, that struggle,
0: <laughs> I'm actually mean, making the yeah. other argument. If, if uh, Ahmed is the one who initiated the lethal force, so they initiated some force, But not the lethal force he initiated trying to get their gun. But that's why it's such a spec it's such a continuum. Because they they showed him a gun and threatened implicitly threatened him with force. And so it's very difficult to uh to tease out exactly uh who put the force just over the top. And so I think you're right that it's fundamentally
1: should they have followed him or not. I mean to use to use an obvious example, if a mugger points a gun at me and says, hand me my wallet and I go for his gun and he shoots me to defend himself. Cause if I grab that gun, I might shoot him. Um, we don't, that, that's a wrongful death. I mean, he murdered me. Okay, right, The mother yeah. murdered me, even though I grabbed his gun and, and he was fighting for his life at that point. Right.
0: Right. But there's an additional layer, right? Of... Right.
1: So, so it, it all comes down to, did they have the right to if, stop him or not? And I'm... If they didn't have the right, then Ahmed, then, then they, killed them they committed murder or manslaughter
0: right and i think they my understanding is they did have the right um
1: yeah maybe well yeah the the, the example is more
0: if if you try and rob me and then someone else with a gun threatens you with the gun for trying to rob me right you still in ahmed initiated force by trespassing right like that is the whole idea he initiated the wrong if he broke into a home if he right so like if you try and rob me without a gun and then someone points a gun at you and says hey stop robbing this guy if you run away okay do we chase you or not but if you engage immediately so it's still you that initiated the force so it's really the chase that is the the fundamental important principle to understand is did they have a when should someone when should a citizen when should um, a security guard even follow and to what degree is that following and the uh, elongating of the confrontation acceptable?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I I mean, I think we could say for sure that if we had a proper enforcement and legal system, what we would want is minimal amount of force necessary to uh, enact justice. Right uh, and, you know, it, it would, we'd want it to be proportionate. And, and so, you know, obviously you wouldn't snipe the guy in the back. If the only way you could get the guy, like he's, he's so far gone that right, you're not yeah. going to catch him right now. Is it permissible to snipe him in the back, to stop him, to like, that's as much for, you know, that that's what you might need to do. Well, no, it's not reasonable to do. Um,
0: right. And that's because why you this can is... pick this
1: guy up another time or you can investigate or you can, you know, spend right, and- some money
0: and we won't go down the path again because we've talked about it but the reason this is an interesting case is because that's not what they did right they the stereotype in these cases is the guy's running away and they just shoot him they actively yeah. tried to just stay with him track him get him to stop and then there was an additional confrontation right so that's the right but but it's funk, interesting right that's the interesting part
1: but but so so the interesting thing to me is like we we wouldn't shoot someone in the back who's running away even uh, like even if it meant not shooting him in the back, meant for sure he was going to escape, right? Yeah, so we're not have- allowed to use as much force as we want to stop a guy. Obviously, that would be immoral to shoot a guy mm-hmm. in the back for just walking, for, for, you know, he was suspected of trespassing. Right, we don't yeah. know for sure even that he was was trespassing. For all we know, right. he might have had permission to be there or whatever. Right. But he's, he's suspected of trespassing at this point, and we shoot him in the back. Okay, that's and if, is that the only are we allowed to do that if that's the only possible way we can detain them right now? No, right. And no, we're not not. because we can detain them later at another point when it's safer to do so. And so then we can look at that on a, on a continuum and say, okay, how much force are we allowed to use to detain them in the moment? Um, Right. And and I think for trespassing, I think there ought to be some proportionality.
0: Right. And I think my, my understanding is, you know, open carrying a gun and following someone, until the police come is acceptable, and if Ahmed yes. wouldn't have re-engaged and tried to get the gun, he
1: yeah. he should yeah. following still... following him till the police come. That would be acceptable. But what about right. blocking his way? And no,
0: I think that's fine. But we don't have yeah. like we've been through the case already, so I think yeah. Yeah. we can uh... fair enough. Yeah,
1: all right. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I, there's a lot to think about here. I haven't. Clearly made. I, I think you made a good case here. I think, yeah, I think these guys are idiots. Um, but I think at the end of the day, you know, they, they're probably not guilty of manslaughter, but there right. probably is a wrongful death suit here. Is my take on it.
0: Yeah, and I mean, all my mind comes back to is I don't put myself in situations where I'm in the wrong, and I might yeah. be uh, faced with morons trying to do the right thing.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, that's fair.
0: All right. But also don't be a moron. Don't be a moron. That's also true. (laughs) I would also not have done what they did. Right? No. Yeah. Thanks, Tim.
1: Thanks.